Real developers, we use, we use. This episode is sponsored by Frontend Masters. They have a terrific lineup of live courses you can attend either online or in person. They also have a terrific backlog of courses you can watch, including JavaScript The Good Parts, Build Web Applications with Node.js, AngularJS In-Depth, and Advanced JavaScript. You can go check them out at frontendmasters.com. This episode is sponsored by CodeShip.io. Don't you wish you could simply deploy your code every time your test passed? Wouldn't it be nice if it were tied into a nice continuous integration system? That's CodeShip. They run your code. If all your tests pass, they deploy your code automatically for fuss-free, continuous delivery. Check them out at CodeShip.io. Continuous delivery made simple. This episode is sponsored by Watch Me Code. Have you been looking for regular, high-quality video screencasts on building JavaScript done by someone who really understands JavaScript? Derek Bailey's videos cover many of the topics we talk about on JavaScript Jabber and are up on the latest tools and tricks you need to write great JavaScript. He also covers language fundamentals, so there's plenty for everybody. Looking over the catalog, I got really excited, and I can't wait to watch them all. Go check them out at javascriptjabber.com slash watchmecode. This episode is sponsored by Component One, makers of Widgmo. If you need stunning UI elements or awesome graphs and charts, then go to widgmo.com and check them out. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 117 of the JavaScript Jabber Show. This week on our panel, we have AJ O'Neill. Aaron Frost. Uh, hello. Joe Eames. I'm Charles Maxwood from devchat.tv, and this week we have two guests. We have uh, Jared Dillon. Hello. And Will, is it Conant? Conant. Conant. How are you doing? Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Sure, yeah. My name is Jared Dillon. I'm a developer evangelist for the Ionic framework, uh, an AngularJS mobile framework, and an indie game developer. My name is Will Conant. I'm a uh, web developer. work at a company called BizBlizz. We do e-commerce, affiliate marketing, stuff like that. And we've been uh, working with Node.js almost exclusively for the last three years. Awesome. Do you want to explain a little bit? We're going to be talking about Koa. Do you want to explain a little bit about how you got into Koa? I mean, one of you does a mobile framework. and Hey, before you ask that question, I got one question for Will. Is it purely coincidental that your last name is really close to Conan? Uh, I don't think that it's entirely coincidental. I think that the names are, in fact, related in some obscure way. Are you like a barbarian developer? I do not have a barbarian developer physique, unfortunately. (laughs) I've tried, but just a skinny dude. Ooh. (laughs) Sorry. I I was was looking at the Koa documentation. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. At a completely inappropriate time. (laughs) Skinny dude. Ooh. We're not that kind of show. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. I'm moving right along. I'll mute myself while reading documentation so I don't get too excited. And... <laughs> oh man, yeah, documentation. Yeah, don't don't say anything else. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious. Uh, how how did you guys get into Koa? You know, from something like Ionic or you know the other stuff that you guys do. When I actually started messing around with JavaScript generators and uh, Koa. Uh, I was actually working on another project at the time and not on board with Ionic. And so I have a deep interest in distributed systems and server development, especially with game server development. And so as soon as I discovered Co, which is the sort of the flow control library that Koa is based around, I got really into doing that sort of flow control. Started working on building out my own web framework with that and uh, ended up discovering Koa, read through the source, found love and didn't really look back. 
Uh, for me, I actually have been uh, following the development of something like uh, fibers or coroutines in JavaScript for a long time. I was, we were very early adopters of Node, and uh, when we started, we felt like it was going to be pretty difficult to handle the callback situation. So we've gone through a lot of different approaches to this. We uh, at first used some CPS transforms, things like TameJS or uh, Stratify.js. And then after a while, we actually started using a, a module called Fibers, which introduced full coroutines into the V8 engine. But those sorts of things were sort of unwieldy, and, and it's hard to get a lot of community support behind them. And so we've been eagerly awaiting the arrival of generators in JavaScript because they're actually part of the language. It's not like a hack to have generators. And they give us a lot of the same power as those things, as things like Fibers did. And so uh, when I saw TJ Halwichuk's co-module, um, like Jared, the same thing, I uh, was really excited about it and started playing with it and actually made a few minor contributions to it right at the beginning. And then, uh, you know, then the Koa framework really, really impressed me. And I, we've been sort of doing some things internally with that. Can you explain really quickly what generators are? So generators is basically a, I would call, and Will, you can correct me on this, coroutines light in JavaScript. So it gives you a base level of the ability to yield a flow of execution within the V8 engine, and from there, basically get an object back that you can start to interact with and uh, resume control when it's uh, allowed to. So it really enables very synchronous-looking code, much like Fibers would or any other sort of coroutines, but within JavaScript. So it's it's a way to get away from that nested callback nightmare that so often plagues JavaScript, and we've worked to for a long time, really, to come up with solutions for. Yeah, and one of the interesting things about a generator, about the generator construct, is that it is not inherently designed for asynchronous code, for managing asynchronous complexity. It just lends itself to asynchronous complexity really well. So you have to end up using something like generators combined with something like promises to get the effect that you see in frameworks like Koa. So if you're using a language, there's a lot of languages out there that actually have a yield statement that functions very similar, similarly to how generators function in JavaScript. Right. So that was the whole intent behind them was basically to be able to produce, uh, like collections, uh, an object that generated things, but you could generate them at runtime or at the last possible moment. For example, like Fibonacci sequences, right? You wouldn't want to create a collection of all the numbers in the Fibonacci sequence or prime 